Instagram like professional and in ass models. They're Instagram They're like ass fetish pages. Like, and I just see like some of them will even follow a hashtag that's like booty bikini. Podcast. We're here today with Samira Soro, who's a licensed marriage and family therapist and a life coach. And today we're going to be talking. Well, we're going to talk about a lot of things as always. Yeah, never we're going to go on a million tra- t- trajectories. <laughs> but um, we specifically wanted to focus in on social media and like how that affects our relationships. And I think it's interesting because our generation is dealing with a whole new conflict that we can't really ask our parents for advice on because they didn't grow up with social media. So I thought it would be helpful to maybe get your um, thoughts on some of these topics. Like, yeah. Thank you guys for having me. I'm super excited to talk about these things. I know it's like a really big you know, topic in our community and there's no guidebook for it. So it's nice yeah. to have a sounding board of people talking about it. Um, do you find that a lot of your patients bring this up in therapy or? Yeah, so a lot of them do. So specifically with people that are coming in for relationship problems or breakups or getting back with their exes, that's something in the life coach area that I used to focus on. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest things, you know, they ask is like, you know, should I keep following him after our breakup? Or do I, you know, I accidentally liked her photo when I was, oh you know, stalking her. So oh I've definitely, yeah, oh my God, it's been like such a disaster sometimes to see some of these things happen from an objective oh standpoint. Um, but it's also been a really good learning experience for me to know what to do and what not to do. So, I mean, I, I know following yeah. someone after like disconnecting and not talking anymore i think the term is orbiting because you're not like touching them you're not really near them but you're like going around them watching them is that there's a word for that yeah now you can use it with your clients you could be like don't orbit ghosting ghosting to orbiting yeah what is orbiting so you're just like you know when someone orbits you it's like they don't talk to you anymore but they still watch you they watch all your stories they're one of the first people to watch they might even like your stuff but you're just not in contact there's no touch no contact no nothing but they're orbiting you interesting yeah i like the way you put that (laughs) well also it might be important to note um then there's another term related to ghosting which is slow fade which is when you oh did you know this i recently learned this no, I've never heard of slow fade. It sounds like the type of buzz cut guys get. Yeah, like slow well, it's like when you want to go someone, but what you do, it, you like ease it, you ease through it. Like you just slowly stop talking to them. Yeah, oh, that's the like worst because that drives you crazy. Because you you start to be like, wait, what's happening? Why are you talking to me last? And they're like, no, what you what are you talking well, it takes about? Off less and pressure like, off the person. I'm like, oh, I haven't talked to you in a really long time. Where have you been? Oh, no big deal. 
Yeah, like I've just been busy, yeah. and then suddenly they're busy forever. That's me. I'm the queen. Ah! Oh, I'm not. I'm not even a slow fade. I'm just. I cut people off like. Like I don't even know how to describe it. My issue is I don't like first dates. So on dating apps, I'll talk to a guy for like a day or two, and as soon as they try to give me their number or make a date, I just like cut them off like hardcore. Like there is no, there is no slow fade. fade. There is no slow fade. It's just like, (laughs) yeah. So you straight up ghost them. (laughs) Yeah, and one time in in one weekend, I bumped into three guys. I'm a slow. I'm a little little bit of a fuck boy. I'm a little bit of a doodle tala. I like that. like that in one weekend i bumped into three different guys that i k- hardcore ghosted oh, <laughs> oh my god what happened where were you i, I was yeah, just where were you i was really? just out yeah. in brooklyn and one of them came up to me he's like oh my god we should go out and in my head i'm like there's a reason why we haven't like oh what my god. God. You're really awful. like what do you even do in a situation like that you're like oh you know no like i'm good like oh maybe i'll talk to you later you know there's like those memes that say on oh, the narrative says and then they never spoke again yeah so um, usually my my issue is when i'm drunk i give out my number like it's free candy on halloween <laughs> so i'll give people my number just to get them to leave me alone because once they get your number they think they have you so like okay yeah. it's, it's okay i can leave her alone the rest of the night then i could spend the rest of my my night with my friends and not be bothered and then just never answer them. Karma's yeah, gonna know, get me for this. I'm gonna be single forever. Yeah. <laughs> Karma's- well, you know, I don't know if you guys remember this, but back in the day, like when I was in high school, they used to have like a hotline that you give somebody this certain number, yeah, and it oh looked God. like a real number, but it was a fake number, and you call it and be like, "Congratulations! Like you've been." They didn't use the term "ghosted" back then, but you've been like, you know, fake number. Do you remember that? Yes. Oh my God, that I was know. so yeah. funny. I once had a guy call me in front of me to make sure I gave him the right number. (laughs) Just so amazing. He asked if he did that. I like that. That's a keeper. That's a keeper or not a keeper because then you realize that he's been ghosted enough times to be able to do that. Definitely not a keeper. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. Probably not. I don't know if I'm into that. Um, I, I used to change my number so many times. One time a guy asked me for my number, and I was just like, I don't even know it at this point. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even give it to you. Yeah, just to be like, oh, I don't remember. Sorry, bye. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we, even in our, a lot of our episodes, we kind of, I mean, me and Natalie, like, we sound a bit judgmental, I guess, like, of men that we meet. And I think, like, we're all kind of judgmental in this way. And I think social media actually makes that even worse. Like, for example, like, everything seems really permanent when you see it on someone's, like, online presence. So, for example, like, let's say I meet someone and it's not even, like, we don't even meet in a romantic context, but, like, maybe it could be. And... Mm -hmm. I can't help it, but, like, if he adds me on Instagram, like, I want to see what he's into and, like, what his interests are. And yeah. I'll go see who he's following. And I can't even tell you how many times, like, I'll go and, like, immediately I just see that he's following all these, like, ass models or whatever. I don't yeah. know what else to call them, but they just seem like, yeah, Instagram like, professional in- ass models. They're Instagram They're, like, ass fetish pages. Like, and I just see, like, some of them will even follow a hashtag that's, like, booty, bikini. Like, it's just, like... And you know what? When I see that, I'm on, I just I don't consider them anymore, and I'm just like I I totally I write them off because I think it's kind of yeah. indicative of their personality. And like, is that me being judgmental, or is this a new norm that we have to accept? 
it's interesting because there's also a double standard within it too like we have the guys looking at like booty pictures or booty hashtags of like these influencers and instagram models but what about us girls like what hashtags are we following like what if they see like wedding rings engagements (laughs) wedding dresses bridesmaids colors you know things like that (laughs) we don't follow any of that shit (laughs) yeah like you know like but like things like that but honestly i feel personally attacked by millie right now because i follow an account called hot dudes eating hummus oh i actually follow (laughs) i follow an account called hot dudes reading on the subway what (laughs) no but hot dudes eating hummus is so much better Because it's, it's always hot shirtless guys, which is like yeah. one of my favorite things, and then hummus, which is my other favorite thing. So oh, it's just it's brilliant hot. account. I want to meet whoever. Okay, made so that. I like yeah, I like. Hot so what guys if a guy? Like what books. if a guy follows me from an app, and then he's he's like, oh, Natalie follows hot dudes eating hummus. <laughs> <laughs> conversation starter like you can really break the ice and call someone out on what they're following be like oh i see that you're following jen sells her on instagram you know how many times do you even oh look God, at her, her pictures ass every day even that Who great that? jen sells yeah. this long island girl that know. thinks she has the best ass is. on earth i've seen her ass on the long island railroad not that great <laughs> Oh my god. She just poses really nice. She knows how to pose. She does. She knows her angles and she knows her lighting. Yeah. But but as does every other Instagram influencer that we see. So some posts that I really like are the people that put Instagram versus reality. Um, I think that those are really nice. But if you notice that they put the Instagram photo first. So it shows up on their feed. (laughs) It's not even like the actual reality that's, you know, showing up on their homepage, which is interesting too. But also, I think people's flaws, like, now are just too easy to find out. Like, back in the day, you don't know, like, not your father or anything, because I don't want to insult anyone. But, like, anyone's father could have, like, I don't know, subscribed to Playboy. Yeah. But the woman didn't know he subscribed to Playboy, because there was no Instagram account telling him that he subscribed to Playboy or followed Playboy on Instagram. It was a private thing that he got in the mail. The woman never knew, but he could have turned out to be a great husband, a great father, a great boyfriend, a great whatever. So I guess... that we didn't know. Absolutely. That's so true. Literally, following these Instagram thoughts and these booty models is the same thing as subscribing to Playboy. So let me quickly, um, like, kind of line out what I think the differentiation is and what actually the the really really um not scary mm-hmm. what's the word well like the kind of threat social media poses instagram as well as other platforms of social media are really accessible so it's kind of changing the way we interact with things like pornography because uh playboy you have to go home and you have to like maybe hide in your bathroom to go jerk off okay um, mm-hmm. When you have Instagram and you're following ass, tit, boo, whatever the fuck, you can just, you're sitting, my brother tells me he sees this all the time, there's so many people at, like, work at their desk, these men, they're just, like, scrolling through, like, like, double tap, and, like, this is all they see, like, it's literally ingrained in their brain, these, like, booty models, so that's why it goes from, like, of course, like, I know, like, that's just a reality that men and women watch porn, that's, to- and, and Playboy is part of that. Instagram is like kind of teetering this fine line of pornography, but also like a real girl that you can just DM and be like, hey, like, and you know, a lot of guys, they set up like professional relationships where it's not directly prostitution, but it's like, you know, they will treat a girl to dinner, like at Del Posto, 
what are this like nice Italian restaurant? I literally I met yeah. a guy once who said this to me. Like he was my friend's friend, and he was telling me all of these things. Like he just messaged this girl who like he thought had a nice body, and he was like, they literally talked about having a professional relationship where it was completely transactional, and he takes her to nice places and buys her a nice purse. And, you know, she returns with sexual favors. So I think that's what's disturbing is when it's like, you know, when is my boyfriend just like looking at a Farrah Fawcett poster that's hot versus when is he following Jen Selter? I don't know who the hell that is. Jen Selter. Whatever, like, Selter. <laughs> like on reference to the 70s. That was like the first thing that came up. Yeah, like you bring up a good point. Like, for example, like when those types of things come up, even if it's Instagram, but you're right, it does teeter on pornography sometimes. There's some really crazy accounts out there. It really does, you know, for the other person, like for the partner of you know, the person looking at all these things, it builds up these expectations for them and they kind of start thinking, you know, am I good enough? Will I have a butt like, you know, Jen Selter? Do I have a nose like Kim Kardashian? You know, how come, you know, I don't look like them? What do I need to do to aspire to that? And it really can affect the relationship because, you know, it's kind of like, you know, how come you don't, you know, see me that way? How come you're always on your phone? How come, you know, we don't, you know, do things like that? So it's a really important point that you're bringing up. Also, uh, like another, this whole like borderline cheating thing with Instagram and with messaging these models. Another thing that I've noticed a lot that I want to call these people a little bit sketchy, what they do is that they can be in a relationship, but never post a picture and never post anything on their story of their significant yeah. other because no. they don't want people that follow them on social media to, to know. See. You know, and it's funny because I know particularly in our community, that's how it is in real life. Like, you don't want to bring someone that you're dating, you know, to an event. Like, all of a sudden, like, a Persian girl is single and next day she's engaged. Yeah. And that's yeah. something that, you know, a lot of people don't talk about because they don't, you know, they don't want to get chest or any of that. But even with like social media, if you post any picture of your person, it's like, it's a big deal. And with the people, like the guys that don't post, you know, it makes their partner think, you know, how come you're not posting? Everybody else is doing it. But it's also, I think there's a really fine boundary between overposting and under posting like and like basically not posting at all because sometimes people think if you're posting too much about each other is something wrong is something missing are you trying to make up for something you don't have you know what i mean yeah like overcompensating so overcompensating exactly happy Mm -hmm. no i could tell you feel that um someone actually told me like months ago when we first started recording that one of our episodes Um, We spoke about how people won't post a single picture of their significant other in the Persian community until the day of their engagement when they're, like, getting proposed to. And suddenly you're like, what the fuck? They've been dating for years. Like, since when? So one girl told us, like, I didn't want to end up, like, being the girl that you talk about on your episode. So I decided to post about my boyfriend. What? Yeah, I never told you this. No, you never told me Yeah, like, we're the reason, like, she, like, decided to post her boyfriend on social media. Because she was like, I don't want to be, like, that girl you spoke about. That's hilarious. It's so interesting. Like, they... They expect a certain reaction from people when they do that. They're like, oh, oh my God, she posted about her boyfriend. But at the the end of the day, I really don't think anyone really cares. Like, at the end of the day, people are worried about, you know, how they're looking at other people, you know? Do you really think that, though? 
I do. I do think that, like, if you think about it, let's say you're, you know, walking down the street and you're overthinking about other people, what they think about you. And, you know, they're not. Usually they're not. Usually what's happening is they're worrying about what you think about them. So at the end of the day, you know, at the mall, yeah. let's say, everybody is worrying about their own selves and what people think about them. It's more internal than it is external. I had one friend, though, in a relationship that this whole idea kind of scared me. Was the fact that her boyfriend told her for the health of our relationship, we should unfollow each other and, like, block each other so we can't see who the other person's following and whatnot. That's bullshit! (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's not in in the relationship. How long were they dating for? A while, but like now they're not together. Um, oh, when, when she hears oh, Natalie always coming in with the tea. I love it. When she hears this, either she's gonna be like, "Oh my god, you spoke about me," or she's gonna be like, "Oh my god, you spoke about me." Oh my god. <laughs> oh, man. But, but oh my god. He told her he's like, "Yeah, we shouldn't follow each other because you freak asshole. out every time you see the new thought I follow." And what a like hack! Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking god. about. Right? No name. Oh. oh. So wait, is that why they broke up? <laughs> why? Was that the reason they broke up? Or oh, was there other no, 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 no. They broke up oh, way okay. after that. Oh man. But yeah, that was like one big thing that I was like, no, maybe you don't need to unfollow each other. Maybe you just need to stop following hoes. Like, <laughs> maybe that's the solution. Oh, wow. So what a red flag. I dated yeah. someone for a while. I I feel like. I try not to talk about this. Don't, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Like, don't, like, yeah. what, no one's going to judge you for that. Um, so I was, like, in a pretty tumultuous relationship as well. <laughs> Similar to this girl who Natalie just brought up. Um, and I remember uh, he would constantly be following, not models, but, like, really young girls. And, you know, he was actually a lot older than I was. Like, we met when I was... Uh, 19 and he was uh, like 13 years older than me uh-huh. so you know I thought it was weird that was like I thought like okay I must be the only exception to him dating the younger person but I would see on his social media he was constantly following younger girls and like I kind of didn't say anything for a while um, but then his website the premise of he started this uh, quote-unquote tech company I mean it's really just a media company where you make a uh, encyclopedic articles about people and he would always be making them about like hot young girls basically and like I thought like you know they started this company really to I mean and I was working there at the time as well but I thought they were trying to like be more intellectual or like you know make pages about like upcoming scientists like I don't even I don't even know but like not that and I I would confront him and he would say you're just a crazy, jealous Persian girl. And he was Persian too, but he would say that I'm like backwards in Persian. And I'm like, but where are you meeting all of these young, like, hot girls? Yeah. I'm like, props to you, like, maybe you should be single. Like, I don't know. You think, yeah. But the he would, like, gaslight me and, make, crazy, yeah, and make me feel like I'm crazy and jealous. But yeah. I think that's kind of, like, out of Valid. line. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that happens a lot in many relationships when like if you call someone out, if you call your partner out on something and you know, they're like, what are you talking about? You're being crazy. Yeah. And it's almost as if you're, you you take a step back and you think, am I? <laughs> but you're not, you know, it's, it's a logical, you know, thing to think and a logical 
you know, step to take when you, you know, feel like your partner's being shady. And also, like, I hear a lot that, you know, for example, someone's in a relationship. You know, I was finding these things out about my boyfriend at the time, like, just through not even doing anything, not, like, doing any crazy stalking, just, like, through observing his activity on social media. But, like, you know, some people, they will go on to their, like, significant, you know, it could be a guy going to his girlfriend's computer or vice versa and like mm-hmm. they'll go through their messages like their phone yeah. while their partner's asleep like things like that and then they'll find something really bad about the partner but then what they did was so kind of shitty to begin with that they don't know like do you think that that person should confront them do they not like should they just leave like who's the one in the wrong you know that's a great topic like i really think it depends on the situation because i I do believe that there's a reason, there's usually like a back reason that you're going to the, you know, tablet or the phone or the computer in the first place. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with maybe the lack of the communication and there is a reason that that person is afraid or fearful to confront their partner. Even like, I feel like if you're looking through something, you're either looking, you have an intention and you're looking for something wrong because you have like a feeling about it. And you don't want to confront them or I know on the flip side, I've heard of people being absolutely bored and just looking at it for fun and then actually finding something and then realizing, you know, they're in deep shit because, you know, now they have to deal with it. That's shitty. (laughs) Yeah, it's not fun. Um, But I, I think the main thing is that, you know, they have a reason to look at it in the first place which isn't which isn't really healthy like you should be actually communicating and bringing up your concerns and clarifying what you're worrying about and you know talking about the problems in the relationship instead of going to like an outside source to you know oh i caught you kind of a thing yeah yeah what do you guys think like do you think it's it's a great topic. I'm sure so many of us, I'm sure the three of us have also experienced it too. But, you know, what are your thoughts on, on um, that? Do you I mean, tell I person pers- or? I personally lived through that in my last relationship. Like, the instance I brought up, yeah, it wasn't, like, shady lurking. But then after that kind of stuff kept happening, I remember I did go through his laptop and I found so much stuff. Like, so much stuff. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Um... Me and you are in the same boat. Done that too. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm going to ask you. And, oh my God, it's such a... So many awful things happen in that relationship. It's kind of like a big blur, but I I confronted him. Uh, But he was basically like, you're crazy. You're a fucking psycho. I can't believe you went through my stuff. And I was like, whatever. I was like, yeah, what I did was crazy. But like, what the hell you're saying in these conversations? Yeah, there's a term for that. It's called gaslighting. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your experience? Yeah, we kind of want to hear your story. Yeah, it was very similar. Um, I was with someone for a very long time. And I think over the years, like little things would happen where I think that, you know, shady things were happening. And I, I think one day it was like the, it's like the straw that broke the camel's back was one day, um, I had a reason to go through the, I really do think this is valid. I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah. Uh, but I had a reason to, you know, see through the phone because, you know, he didn't come home one day and I just found like a bunch of stuff and I found out, you know, he was lying to me. So I confronted him like, you know, 
I don't think like it's like if you're gonna go through the phone, you know, bring it up. Like don't harbor that resentment and that anger. Like just just let it out. Like just let yeah. air out that laundry. So I brought it up, and it was the same exact reaction that you had. You know, he called me crazy. He told me I was psycho. You know. How dare you violate my privacy? How dare you? Yeah, like, I would never go through your phone. Like, oh, shut up. Like, yeah, you, because you know, I don't that, do that shit. That's why you would Yeah, exactly. Like, those kinds of responses, the gaslighting responses is equals you got caught red-handed, basically. Exactly. So, I've had a very similar experience. Wow. Did yeah. you, was that, like, was that what led to the breakup, or...? Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of things that led to the breakup, but that was probably one of the biggest ones is, you know, the lies. And, and like, people don't see how important it is to be so transparent with your partner. I think that the lies over the years just built up. And, you know, you start, the partner, the other person starts thinking that they can get away with little things if you don't confront them. Personally, and I don't know about you guys, but personally, you know, I'm naturally a pretty shy person, so I don't like confrontation. Um, but I've learned to, you know, I've learned through my experience to really say how I feel in the moment so I don't have to hold on to that resentment because that stuff is so toxic. It can really, really take a toll on you. And that's something that I've, you know, learned to deal with and learn to really figure out how to be in a healthy relationship and i think it took going through a toxic one to find out how to be in a healthy one yeah that always makes me curious about my own future relationships because i've never been in one mm-hmm. but the fact that i grew up with such a confrontational mom and yeah. i came out just like her i'm very confrontational and like i don't know how to hide my feelings and i'm just very like put it all out there right away and then just get over it after a minute because like once you put it out there, like, you're done. You're over it. It's all yeah. good. So I always yeah, wonder exactly. what I'm going to... Like, I don't think I can be with someone who's shy or who hides their feelings. Because because I'm so confrontational, I'm bad at reading other people. Because I never expect anyone to read me because I just say it how it is. Yeah. And then when people want me to read them, I'm just like, I don't know how to read between the lines. Like, I only know how to take things literally. So I need someone who's just literally gonna... Okay, but men don't ever intentionally try to hide their feelings. They just do because they don't even confront their own feelings. So I'm just letting you yeah, know. Yeah, but like, I, you're I don't gonna know how always I can have handle to, that. Well, you're always going to have to read men. I, I don't know they how don't even know, do it. They don't even know that they're giving you that task. I mean, Samira, <laughs> do you agree? <laughs> I think it's, it's interesting. I think it's different for everybody. I think you should, you know, the person that you're wanting to be with, they should accept you for who you are. So whether they're shy or whether they're confrontational or whether they're, you know, I don't know, whatever they are. But I think accepting the person as they are and vice versa, that is so key. Because if you don't, you know, why are you with them? Like, why do you want to be with someone you want to change? Yeah. You know, like if you're a confrontational person and you want to be the way they are, you know, the three of us, most people in this world, it's hard to change unless we want to. And a lot of people go into relationships and they think, oh, maybe I can just, oh, he's perfect. But this one thing, my one deal breaker, maybe I can change it. (laughs) But I think that's important is to have someone that accepts you for who you are. And once you have that, I feel like, you know, you're able to thrive and able to grow. Um, But I think it's a good thing when you put out all your feelings at once. Yeah, I think so, too. It's better to air it out. 
Um, so one thing I noticed that you put on your Instagram a lot is like you. I mean, you directly address like problems with social media, and I noticed you'll say like, if you don't like something on your feed, unfollow the person. Like, identify what you don't like, and you can like hide it or like, do you know what I mean? Don't surround yourself with that. So, I guess. Like going off of that, do you have any recommendations for girls who like, you know, they meet someone and they immediately want to go like check everything about this guy online or like how do you what what's your um, advice for that? I think that's I I mean I think that's the world we live in today. I think it's a very natural thing. Back then they didn't have that. Back then you know you had to be like. You know, do my parents know him? You know, they called it a background check back then. I don't even think they do that anymore. <laughs> oh, there's but definitely still people who do that. I, they still do that? Okay, so yeah. they're old school. I, like, I respect that. There's a lot of Persian um, girls who do that. They want to know who your family is. And, and you know, and I respect that, too, because on Instagram, you can put whatever you want, you know, on there. But, you know, in the background, it could be something completely different. Yeah, um, but true. I think it's totally fine to, like, find, you know, look up someone on Inst- I think it's normal. I think it's a very, everybody does it. And people who say they don't, they're lying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on, I, I really do think that it's something, you know, to, I think it gives you a little bit of information, too. Unless, unless you want to, like, you know, just go in it with, like, a blank mind like a you know a blank yeah. a blank canvas and see how the person is which you know is pretty cool too um in terms of you know what you brought up with unfollowing people that you know you don't like or you know feel like aren't helping you in any way that was part of my i don't know if you guys saw it i had a 30 day self-love challenge mm-hmm. and that was one of the activities is to unfollow um unfollow accounts that aren't helpful for you so I got that idea because when I was scrolling through my feed, I found, like, all these Instagram models. And some days if I'm in a good mood, I'm like, oh, she's so cute. You know, I love her shirt or whatever. But other days I'm like, why? Why? (laughs) Just why do I have to, like, look at this? Like, it doesn't make me feel empowered. It doesn't make me feel positive. So I just went and said I just unfollowed them or I muted them. If I actually knew them, I just needed them. I didn't want them to know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I just made this. I wanted to curate feed that I received to be positive and to be make me feel good. Because I know, like, social media can really impact your mental health. And if you can control any aspect of it, I would say, you know, look at the people you follow and see what you can do regarding you know how it makes you feel why would you have people you don't like or make you feel like shit when you're going through your instagram why not have the good ones up there um i actually have like really curated my algorithm on social media yeah because i experienced that and not only does it like will make me feel like shit but it's just like i don't really want to interact with that universe so yeah. no offense to like the Kardashians and the Jenners, but I blocked like all of those people, like the Hadids. I blocked every single one of them because I've noticed that kind of content will start showing content. Like if you interact with that, then it'll just start showing all of these like yes. really contrived people with their like whatever. I don't even know like uh, what is it called? Photo, not Photoshop. What is it? Facetune, Facetune bodies, yeah, and yeah. I yeah. So I just try to like. I mean, I follow, like, a lot of, like, vintage fashion accounts, like, interior design and memes, basically, and, and cats. 
But doesn't it make you feel so good? Like you open it up the feed and you see like a funny meme. You're like, ha ha ha, I gotta send this to all my friends. Oh yeah, no, my my feeds are amazing. It's just like things that I actually like. But then I look at other people's phones and I see it's just all these like weird fitness models and acai bowls. And I'm like, whoa, this is so dystopian. (laughs) Hey, I like the acai bowls. No, No, okay, I actually love acai bowls. I actually hate acai bowls. I think I'm the only girl on this planet who hates acai bowls. I love them, but I hate what it represents. You hate acai bowls? Have you ever made one? I think they're gross. Yeah. Oh my god. I've I've tasted from friends. I'll never buy my own. (laughs) Natalie doesn't like anything that's like related to health. I like delicious. cucumber, <laughs> like uh, avocado. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> I thought you were well, laughing at me on that. Is pizza healthy? Pizza's like health, it. no? Pizza. It's oh my healthy. god. No? Pizza's, pizza's healthy. Pizza's healthy. Tomato? Yeah. Vegetables. Cheese? A little bit of cheese. Protein. Bread? Protein. Sustenance. Yeah. Bread yeah. is carbs, you know, it's Wait. good for you. It gives you energy. Exactly. Pizza's healthy, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait one second I think they're trying to kick us I out I think they're trying the- to kick us out of the studio right now Because it's so late Wait, but I thought that I thought he said until 10.30 Let me, okay, I'm so sorry One second Oh yeah, take your time I'll just pause for a second Um, where were we? I was talking about how talking healthy about your, pizza is. How you hate acai bowls. Yeah. <laughs> I hate acai bowls. I love them. They're so good. Um, ugh, I will, it's, I'm sorry we have to tackle this in 10 minutes, but I wanted to, well, both of us, we wanted to know how you got into this field and if there were any events that kind of brought you uh, to study psychology or pursue yes. this profession. So I went to UCLA for my undergrad. I studied sociology. And I think that I had one really cool class. There's a human complex systems minor. I don't know if it's still there, but that's what I minored in. And it's basically like taking everything from sociology and putting it in an experimental point of view. So you kind of just like get all the studies and then become part of the experiment, which was really cool. And I think that kick-started the psychology passion. I've always been interested in it, but I mm-hmm. think that, you know, when you're in college, you think about, what what am I going to do next? And like a good Persian girl after college, I studied for my LSAT. I wanted to go to law school. <laughs> and I started working at a law firm. I absolutely hated it. It was not for me. And I remember sitting down with my parents and they were like helping me they were so nice they were trying to help me like narrow down what I wanted to do very supportive and it came down to like a couple of things and I think one of them was like a teacher the other one was like psych the other one was I don't remember the other one it was a really long time ago but I ended up applying for my master's in psychology and right before I started I think at that point, the worst thing that had happened in my life was like my parents getting a divorce. And, you know, I was that I think is still, you know, lucky to have just that. Mm. Um, But right before I was supposed to start grad school, my mom got into an accident and passed away. Mm, And thank you. And I ended up deferring school for, I think, like four months, four or five months. 
and I started my program. And when I started my program, they're very like, it's very process oriented. So you kind of like when kind of like weeding out like the people who are going through their own stuff so if you're as a therapist usually usually people who become therapists have their own you know background and their own their own shit that they've gone through and that's Mm -hmm. one of the reasons they become a therapist is because like you know they want to sort through their own stuff which i think is valuable because they can help other people and it was just so therapeutic to go through that process because i was you know grieving my mom's passing while being in therapy myself while attending this intensive program so i think all having all of that combined it really just like propelled me into this you know world of psych and ended up specializing in like anxiety ocd relationships and grief also so yeah it's been like really intense couple years but i really do uh as difficult as it was it's like a really big part of my life and i i credit a lot of my experience and a lot of what i you know the value that i bring to sessions with that so well i you know i don't know if you heard our last episode but we interviewed um this persian woman who just came out with a book where she details the passing of her son when he was 22 and then uh like a few years later she lost her brother and her sister in like the same year and uh i don't know i feel like we didn't really get enough of like how to cope with grief um because i mean it's is like you know there how how can you there isn't really like the right way to mourn um but i yeah maybe we need to have you back on again (laughs) yeah (laughs) i would love to talk more about it i mean i think it's different for everybody i think it depends on the relationship they had with the person it depends on their you know resiliency resiliency is that a word resiliency i think it's just resilience resilience yeah it depends on their resilience level it depends on i don't know i feel like it can change you, it can make you, it can break you. There's yeah. it's so many different facets to it. Um, I definitely I agree. Think, oh, yeah. I agree there's so many different ways to cope and to mourn. Mm-hmm. But I also agree like with what you said that most people personally that I know who have gone into psychology did it originally to try to treat themselves as yeah. opposed to treating others. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, isn't it? Because typically you think, oh, I want to help people, but a lot of them a lot of them have their own stuff that they want to sort and i think some of that is on purpose and i think some of that is a sheer coincidence but i, mean, I think look, it's who doesn't good. have problems they need to sort through exactly who doesn't have problems i think we all everybody yeah. has their own stuff that they can yeah. help other people with it's valuable yeah mm-hmm. well thank you so much for coming on and of course thank you guys for having me yeah thank you so much for sharing your insight yeah i was happy to you know be on this show and i really love what you guys are doing and really breaking the barriers in our community and you know keep it up it's amazing thank you so much 
Uh-huh. Maybe course, we'll have you on again. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. Love <laughs> we, we could have kept talking for another hour if we weren't getting kicked out of the studio. <laughs> yeah. So someone sponsor us if we can have our own studio. <laughs> yeah, and no worries. If you guys ever need me again, I would be more than happy to do it. All right. Well, thank you yeah. so much and have a good night. Of course. You too. I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, thank bye. you. Bye. Okay, bye. Okay.